needs hope Some kind of peace of mind That they can call their own And everybody needs love Just a little trust Cause sometimes eating, sleeping, breathing Just ain't enough As long as the truth is on the table As long as there's kindness down the line Like the little babies in the cradle Hey, welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. Um, hey, this section is called Consider the Silver Lining. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, come on. Have you ever given any thought about the silver lining? The silver lining. That's that thing that you never think about. There's always a silver lining involved in something, right? But have you ever given any thought about the silver lining of a story while you're in the middle of it? While you're in the middle of the storm? Ah, the silver lining around the clouds. Okay. Yeah, there you go. So let's go back a couple of years, right? Let's go back two years, just two years. Uh, when a mostly peaceful mob of <laughs> activists started rioting in the streets, we'll call them gatherers. They were just gathering. Summer of love. It, it was a summer of love. Uh, started rioting and loving in the street. They were destroying public and private property, lighting historical churches on fire, and toppling cultural historical statues across every you know major and minor city across the land in the little square. Right? They were toppling everything down, spray painting stuff. Right? Right. Did you ever think? That anything good would come out of that? What good did come out of well, it? Well, I don't know. But, I mean, when you were sitting on the couch, did you ever go, well, I wonder wonder what this is going to do. This is going to really strengthen the country. <laughs> no, 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 we didn't. Because it was happening fast and loose, right? When, when we were, because right, right after that, right, it was danger, danger, COVID. Wah, wah. I mean, all the sirens were going off. It was, we were all hiding under the bed. We were trying to avoid the invisible COVID monster. And then we were told to mask up, whether you're in a car or not. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, you should wear three masks if you're in a car by yourself. <laughs> right, right. Right? Distance yourself from every human within six feet. Get away from me. Get away from me. <laughs> and by the way, we want you to celebrate your grandparents' birthdays from the other side of the glass, you know, on the outside of the building. Just stand on the curb and hold up balloons. Or, or let them die alone. That's even worse. Or let them die alone. Ugh. Did you ever think that any good would come out of that? We were in the storm. We were in the storm. When we all concurred that we should actually probably shut down travel, you know, high five to Trump because he was quick to make that decision and shut down businesses. And we prayed uh, for those we considered essential. Remember those people? The yes. people that, you know, got stuck in the middle of a fire. I mean, they, they show up one day, and I'm going to thank them in the next section. I think we should thank them in the next section, because these are the people that went to work one day, just like everybody else went to work one day, and then they were told, hey, by the way, we got something that's coming in, and you're not going to really be able to leave for the next, I don't know, several months. Right. Call your family. You're not going home, because they may get, you may take the bug back to them. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, those people walked into a place, and all of a sudden, they were... They had to survive on their own. They, they had to have courage and willingness to serve on the front line. They didn't volunteer for this. They just, went to jo- they just went to their job 
but now they're on the front line uh, combating an invisible virus. Did you ever consider what what might we'd learn from that when we woke up from the nightmare? So I'm going to try to ponder that. When we locked out the kids, locked them down, sent them home and said, no more school for you. Hmm. Not in this building anyway. Yeah. <laughs> all the teachers wanted to, you know, day off. They wanted to go on vacation. Remember that one gal that actually sent out a, a YouTube post or something? She was holding class from Cara- Caribbean. Oh, she was? Oh, yeah. I don't she know. tiled in. I, I missed that. I, I don't know, I don't know <clears throat> where that was, but that actually happened. When we locked our kids down we're and we told them, hey, we're all going to learn from home. The parents went, say what? We're going to do what? I don't even have a laptop. I don't know if it, Wi-Fi works. Right, right. They had to scramble. Right. Who's going to stay home? Somebody's oh. got to stay home now. Is it going to be you, Bob? Is it going to be you, Sue? What? Somebody's got to stay home. And they had to figure that all out. Did we ever consider for a moment, what would we learn from that? These were, these were no doubt, those two years was a barrage of trials. Mm. Get a little biblical for a moment. These were all trials, tribulations, to the nth degree that came at people a thousand different ways, right? Some people had young people, young kids, and this stay-at-home thing meant something. It changed their lives, turned it upside down. What do you mean I can't go to work? How am I going to get paid? (laughs) Well, you better talk to your employer. Maybe they'll let you work from home. How am I supposed to work from home while I'm babysitting three little children that I have? Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully they're all taking the class, same class. Well, of course they're not. In different Who grades. Has three babies, <laughs> right? They're, they're different grades, different <laughs> curriculum. I have no idea what he's studying. Now I got to learn that overnight, and then I got to supervise this. And how's Zoom? What is Zoom? I didn't know. Are you kidding me? So there was a whole lot of fast learning, fast nonsense coming at people that they had to figure out in a hurry and adjust that affected not just their daily life. How much is this going to cost? Mm-hmm. You know, the laptop. Mm-hmm. We don't have a laptop. I certainly don't have three laptops because i got three kids. Right. Right? So, and they, they're doing classes at different times and Bobby won't share with Susie and say, what am I going to do with that? Right? So there was a lot going on. Oh, by the way, when you go to the grocery store, in your mask and your shield and in your, you know, stuff. When you get home, make sure you wash the fruit and the boxes. Spray everything before you put it away. That's right. So don't forget the, don't forget the Lysol. I mean, there was just a lot of stuff. Here's here's my point. There were a lot of trials, and guess what? It wasn't just Colorado that went through it. It wasn't just New York that went through it, and it wasn't Indiana or some place in Africa. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. We all, every human being on the planet. Think about that. Every human being. From every nation, tribe, whether they were developed or undeveloped. Every society. We were all forced at the same moment in time to stop, look, and listen. Not stop, drop, and roll. This wasn't a... That's a different one. That's a different one. That's different. (laughs) This one was stop, look, and listen, right? So we were all forced to observe everything, everything. Whatever news source you listened to, you listened, you were, you were attached to it like glue. How many people died today? 
That's did we have more cases today? They were telling us. Did they get into? Did they get into my town? Is mm-hmm. my town still safe? Yeah, that's right. Right. Before you used to reach out to people to when you needed help to to uh, I need somebody to watch my kid. I you know there. Yeah. Are you doing the homeschooling? Do you guys have a laptop? Can I bring my kid? Oh, keep your kid six feet away from me. Matter of fact, get off my yard. <laughs> Everything had to be rethunk, and in the process. We all saw everything. That's that's the point I'm trying to get at. We all, everything was exposed. You watch more news than you normally do. You listen to more jack wagons than you ever did before. You tried to contemplate this science. What is the science? What is, what is, what was, what's a COVID? Well, how do you spell that? I mean, we were listening to things from Spain, from Italy, to Florida, to New York, to Africa. It was everywhere. Is that the silver lining then? That the silver lining is we learned what our kids were being taught. Ding, 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 ding. All of a sudden we realized, oh, they're doing what? They're teaching them what? Hmm, I don't know if I agree with that. Certainly don't agree with that. Child molestation, all the sex changes, blah, blah, all the books they were reading. We learned what was happening with other countries around the world. We pondered how other nations even are interpreting this science. What are they saying over in Italy? They got a scientist over there. They got a, they got a couple hospitals over there. They wrote an article different than the one Fauci wrote. Oh, wait a minute. Well, which one's right? Which one's right? Yeah. So we were all grasping. We learned a lot more about the medical. We learned a boatload of stuff. Than we but wanted here's, to. Here's, here's the good news. We should be grateful. Let me tell you why. Because God, once again, forced the enemy to overplay his hand. He forced the devil to, da- to double down time and time again until they were fully exposed of what was going on and what was happening. We learned so much about what was wrong with our institutions, the academia. Mm-hmm. From K-12 to big-time academia, we learned all about the corporate wokeness, government overreach, twisted logic. Some might take the position, where, where was God when we needed him? Why, why is he letting all this happen? I argue this. They fail to see that these are God events. God was speaking to us through all those events. Oh, good point. He was trying to say, listen, stop. Listen. Turn to me. Turn to me. You've left me out of the conversation. Mm. You've turned your back on me. God was able in that moment of time to reach every human on the planet. Every man, woman, and child. Why have you forgotten me? Maybe these things wouldn't have occurred if we'd been listening to God in the first place. If we'd been following him in the first place. If we'd been demonstrating good character beliefs. We should be very grateful that God loves us that much to reach the entire planet at the same time through all the same media channels, all the same, so that we could learn and think about what was happening. I think that was a God moment where he's reaching out going, hey, 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 over here, listen, I've got your attention. This was global. It was worldwide. That was excellent. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. Uh, we were just, Dave was doing an excellent job of tying up the silver lining in this cloud that we've been in for the last two years because it woke up everybody. Everybody's seeing more clearly all at once. And the big message is, is that the evil has been exposed and God wants us to look back at him. We all need to rest in that. We all need to look at Jesus because he's the solution, the way, the truth, and the life. So, with that, we are going to thank some people for being the warriors during this dark cloud storm that we've been through for the last couple of years. Yeah. And so I wanted to kind of highlight these brave and courageous, what I call citizen soldiers. While millions of us around the globe were asked to shelter in place, self-quarantine, and social distance ourselves, thousands of healthcare workers arrived at work for their routine shift and found themselves deep behind enemy lines in a nasty battle against an unseen foe, woefully unprepared. On the front line, none of which could have imagined that that day, that very day, their very best would be called into action, and that this day, their own lives could be at risk. Yes. You know, for nearly all of these now frontline combatants, think about that. They're all overnight frontline combatants. It was unexpected. That's right. At the end of their shift, pre-COVID, they simply clocked out and went home to be with their families, just like the rest of us did, but not anymore. These weary warriors in scrubs, face shields, and trash bags. Remember that? They were wearing trash bags. They, they, they caught a few winks in a supply closet or in the corner of the cafeteria thinking that if they were to return home, they might put their family, their roommates, their aging parents, or their significant others at risk of catching the virus. So what did they do? They stayed, they stayed away. They stayed in the field and in the fight. I, for one, and I know there's a bunch of others. I'm not the only one. I'm grateful. I'm grateful that they held the line. I know that most did not actually opt in for that assignment. But we are all blessed because these brave and courageous citizen soldiers rose to the occasion and accepted the call to hold the line. We can't thank them enough. And I mean that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We just can't thank you enough. But we're trying to. So with this, I want to say something. Two years ago, these citizen soldiers were heroes. They, they would do these things in Italy and around the world where the, they would go and at 7 o'clock or it was 8 o'clock at night or whatever time it was, and you'd hear people get out on their balcony and they would applaud Oh, yeah. They'd wave their yeah. flags. And it was very inspirational and it was very motivational for, you know, to, for those people to go to work, right? It was just, it was just an amazing, an amazing thing. And at the moment, it seemed like, wow, we, we're all coming together. We're yeah. all coming together yeah. around the world, right? Yeah. But somewhere along like 9, the line. 12. <laughs> What? Like nine twelve was. We all yeah, came together. Yeah, we kind of came together on a global scale. But yeah, big. But but then what happened was, you know, somewhere in the midst of all of that, 
we kind of we kind of look at them differently because we decided, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now these people that served us well, sacrificed everything to play the role of frontline. And somewhere along all that, we decided we've got to we got to make sure everybody has a vaccine. And then the nurses and doctors said, "Well, whoa, 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 time out. We, not me. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, I've already been. I've already had it. I've had time off. I'm back. I'm back at it and fighting it. I got more. I got what, natural I, immunity. I got natural immunity. I got all this stuff. But two years ago, these guys were our heroes. Today, they're not. They're discarded zeros. They're not heroes anymore. They're they're saying, well, if you don't get the vaccine, if you don't say something positive about the vaccine, uh, we're going to cancel you, doctor, mm-hmm. and uh, take your license away. Take your license away. And uh, nurses and staff, if uh, you don't get the vaccine, uh, you're not going to work here anymore. I mean, they did a complete role reversal because they had to have them on board to sell the the vaccine, obviously. Yeah. But the one question I have is. What do they know that we don't know? The doctors and nurses? Uh huh. I'd say a lot, right? Enough. Yeah. <laughs> that they wouldn't take it. Well, you'd think they'd want to tell us a little bit more, but I guess they'd be in real big trouble. It's just funny. I just, you know, I'm not here to beat up on the vaccine thing. I'm here to say thank you to all the, all the people, everybody that was essential then for a very specific purpose is still essential today. So anyway, stick around for our last segment. Uh, We're going to provide a real solution to help curb the corruption and lack of accountability in Washington. And that is something we definitely need. We'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to One Day Closer with Mark and Dave. Well, we ended last segment uh, just kind of teasing this idea that uh, we already know that there's lots of corruption going on in our government, in our agencies, and there's uh, a great deal of lack of accountability. So what are we going to do about that? Now, we all know what we're going to, what I'm talking about, we've all seen people from the FBI speak before Congress in a congressional hearing. And they flat out just lie. We have evidence that they lie because of leaked emails, other witnesses testifying against them. Uh, We also see this with uh, CDC officials. Anthony Fauci comes to mind. How Rand Paul had email evidence that he had been involved with gain of function in the Wuhan lab. But Anthony just denies it all and he gets away with it. Also, a great deal of lying going on in the media. We certainly know all that. And these are important because these lies have harmed people. In some cases, they've killed people. Well, the answer to why there's no one held accountable, uh, the reason why is because there's moral corruption. So to turn this big problem around, uh, what we need is a few of these people, or even just one, start the ball rolling, right? Uh, We need to hold them accountable in real time, right before our eyes. Well, what do I mean by that? 
Well, I don't have a real-life example to share with you, but I have an example from Hollywood. Uh, most everyone has probably seen that uh, great movie called A Few Good Men. It's uh, probably best known for uh, the courtroom drama uh, towards the end of the movie where Colonel Jessup, uh, played by Jack Nicholas, uh, he says, You can't handle the truth. Well, there's more to that scene that I want to share. The audio is going to start with the prosecution lawyer, uh, played by Tom Cruise, and he's asking the colonel if he ordered a disciplinary action called a Code Red, where a Marine had died, and that's why they're in the courtroom. If he did, if Colonel Jessup did order the Code Red, then a crime was committed. And here we go. Colonel Jessup, did you order the code red? You don't have to answer that question. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You to. want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Son, we live in a world that has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. Who's going to do it? You? You, Lieutenant Weinberg? I have a greater responsibility than you can possibly fathom. You weep for Santiago and you curse the Marines. You have that luxury. You have the luxury of not knowing what I know. That Santiago's death, while tragic, probably saved lives. And my existence, while grotesque and incomprehensible to you, saves lives. You don't want the truth because deep down in places you don't talk about at parties. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use these words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just said thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. Did you order the code red? I did the job. Did you order the code red? You're damn right I did. The crime has been admitted. I suggest the members be dismissed so that we can move to an immediate Article 39A session. The witness has rights. Captain Ross... The defense lawyer just nods. The members of the court will retire to an anteroom until further instructed. All rise. What the hell is this? Colonel, what's going on? I did my job. I do it again. I'm going to get on a plane and go on back to my base. You're not going anywhere, Colonel. MPs, guard the Colonel. Yes, sir. Captain Ross. What the hell is this? Colonel Jessup, you have the right to remain silent. Any statement I'm being charged with a crime. Trial by court martial. Is that what this is? Or administrative I'm being charged with a crime. Right to consult with a lawyer prior to any further questioning. This is funny. This lawyer may be a civilian That's what lawyer this is. By you at this your is. Expense, I'm gonna rip the eyes out of your head and piss at your dead skull. You with the wrong marine. And the drama continues as they arrest Colonel Jessup for a crime that he just admitted to, 
on the spot, right then, right there. I suggest that this needs to happen with some of these people who are obviously lying to Congress and lying to the American people. The next time they go before the uh, congressional hearings and we know the facts because of emails, because of other witnesses, because of evidence, and they go before Congress and they blatantly lie, what needs to happen is what just happened to Colonel Jessup right then on live TV, on C-SPAN even if you have to watch it there. On live TV, there are authorities in the room that can arrest these people and immediately be taken to jail. That's what needs to happen. That's how you start to hold people accountable in our government. And wouldn't that be glorious? So that's a solution that I think needs to take place. With that, take a breath, keep the faith, get in the word, stay the course with us. Remember, we're one day closer closer to going home. But until then, we do have a job to do. We'll see you next week.